Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back, or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. Today, we're going to talk about your sense of wa, harmony, and work-life balance. But first, a question. If you were given a choice to choose between work and life, which one would you choose? Say you had a 25th hour in the day. How would you use that hour? On work? On life? A little mixture of both? Well, during the last 15 months, plus or minus a month or two during this current kerfuffle that we're all living through, traveling in the same storm, but maybe not in the same boat, most people picked work. They converted their commutes, at least white collar folks did. They converted their commutes into video conferences on Zoom or Microsoft Team or an alternative. They stopped seeing their families and friends while accepting they wouldn't stop grinding it out. They put more into their work when they couldn't do other things. They stopped going out, as most of us did, but we didn't stop spinning on our hamster wheel. We even stopped going into the office, but we did not stop working. We chose work over life. And here's the thing, over the last 15 months, some good things have happened, right? We finally put to bed the whole notion, this corporate myth, that we couldn't work from home, we couldn't work virtually. Back in March of 2020, at least here in the States, the switch was flipped. We all came home, we all started working, and we did it fairly well. Again, we repurpose our commuting time for some, where I live in the metropolitan New York area, that could be two hours a day, even longer. And most people repurposed all that time into working more because the commute was now five minutes from one room to another, or one corner of their studio apartment to another corner. So we put to bed that myth that we couldn't work from home. That was just an old corporate myth that I had to see you do your work in order to trust that you were doing your work. It was total garbage. So I'm glad we got to that point, that we can get into a virtual world. We have some flexibility, but that flexibility only matters if we spread it around our full life. So we put that to bed. At the same time, we brought more work into our bedrooms, meaning we fell asleep with our phones or our iPads or our laptops, and we woke up with them. It was the last thing we did each night and the first thing we did each morning. So when I think of work-life balance, I'm like, huh, that's pretty funny. We have less work-life balance now through this than ever before. And I think this is an important topic as we are on the cusp of returning to the office, hopefully. If we can get this straight and the Delta variants don't put us into another lockdown. So I think this is an excellent time to think about what it means to live in harmony, to live as human beings, not human doers. 
Before my accident that I've talked about here on the Kintsugi Podcast, I was a really good human doer. I was yet to become a great human being. That's why in my memoir, Shift Creating Better Tomorrows, I write about 20 ways of just being, just to be. So you can be fully in your moment, fully in this one wild and precious life to paraphrase or pull from Mary Oliver. Here's the thing, too often we play the short game without making the necessary changes to win the long game. And that's exactly how we played the last 15 months, the short game. This will be over by next month, next quarter, end of the year. And we really haven't done the deep dive, the emotional labor to really think about what we want. I know we all desire a better normal, a better tomorrow. We don't want to go back. Some people do, but most people don't. But we haven't spent the time thinking about, well, how do we engineer that? How do we put some architecture around that? How do we create that? Because ultimately, we're all creators. So as we played the short game, not the long game, what we see now are the cracks of the short game, cracks of burnout. And the symptoms are emotional and physical fatigue. You probably see that maybe with yourself, with your colleagues, with your friends. Mistakes are made. Many of my clients now are making more mistakes than ever. We would never talk about mistakes, but now we are. And turnover. As the economy ramps up, heats up, there's a lot of people turning over just because they're trying to, you know, well, see if the grass is greener somewhere else. And here's the thing. The grass is greener where you water the grass. So if things aren't working for you right now, moving to a new company probably is not going to solve it unless you do the work, the inner work, the emotional labor work. And here's the thing, it doesn't need to be this way. It doesn't need to be so out of whack. So let's get into work-life balance. And I'm going to start here. I know work-life balance, the whole concept of it started back in the UK. But who decided that work was going to go in front of life, as in work-life balance? Most of the people I know, and I imagine if you're listening, you're also in this camp, you don't live to work, but rather, you know, you work to live to fund your lifestyle. And here's another thing when it comes to work-life balance. Are we really just striving for balance? Is that as good as we can come up with? We talk about manifestation and visualizations and aspirations, and we aspire to be balanced. Is that the best we can do? I certainly want more out of life than that. I imagine you do as well. So what's so great about living a life where everything is compromised only to get to that flat line? And here's the thing. When we're flatlined, when you think about your EKG, then you ain't living. It's just reality. So it's fine. It's like marrying that guy or gal settling because it's going to be fine, but that person never truly lights you up. That's what happens when we just settle for balance. We settle for compromise. And here's another, and I'll give you three ands as it relates to work-life balance. Because three is the magic number. I learned that schoolhouse rocks when I was a kid. My guess is that the happiest moments in your life were not ones when you were in so-called balance, but rather you were fully in the moment. You might be even unbalanced, fully in that experience. Those were the happiest moments of your life, whatever they may be. You might be writing a book, start a business, have a family, be with friends, what have you, or on the best vacation ever. You are fully in your moment as opposed to trying to seek some type of like phony balance. Through my life, through my experience, my last bad day, the whole thing, what I've come to realize is that 
our true happiness, fulfillment, contentment, however you want to phrase it, comes from being in flow. And once you get into a flow state, you want to replicate it. There is no going back. And we also look at balance quite differently. We look at it as boring. And we don't want boring out of our life. We only have one life. Is that the best we want? It's just balance and boring? No, I think we want something even better out of life. Now, going all in on something, being unbalanced or out of balance, if you will, has an opportunity cost. Every coin has two sides. So there's an opportunity cost when we're so into it, we can't do other things. And that's why we want to try to do everything. I think that's why we got to this whole concept of work-life balance is that we're trying to do 17 million different things as opposed to really focusing in on the things that truly matter to create the life that we wish to create, creating that better tomorrow that we all want, the better normal. So yeah, going all in, yeah, it's wonderful. It does have an opportunity cost. That's why I prefer to look at this in terms of harmony. Japanese have a phrase for it, your sense of wa, W-A, means harmony, Japanese. And I used it throughout my whole career. When I think of harmony, I think of a band or an orchestra a collection of notes and sounds. Some are soft, some are intense, some instruments are silent, others are featured. It's not in balance. It's not like everyone has equal say in it. Some pieces of music, you're sort of in the distance. Other pieces of music, you are front and center. But when all those different instruments work together, it sounds beautiful, beautiful. And the same concept can be used in your career and your life. So I don't think we should be striving for some elusive balance, certainly not work-life balance. Maybe if you want to use the word balance, it's maybe life-work balance. That might be better. But rather, I think we should be looking at a life of harmony, your sense of wah. And here's the thing. The best way to get there, like most things, is through inner work. It's self-awareness. And this is the hard work that most people don't do. It requires us to slow down, to hop off our hamster wheel and just breathe, pause, breathe, reflect, if you will, so I can know myself and then be able to ascertain when we are out of whack, unbalanced in not a healthy way, that we have dove too deeply into something. And there's an opportunity cost that we should pay attention to. And so with that self-awareness, we can monitor our wonderful life and then make shifts to find our harmony again as opposed to just sticking in it without an ability to adjust or call an audible, if you will. But again, it requires emotional labor to become self-aware. So if you really want to become resilient, if you want to be like that beautiful Kintsugi art, once shattered but not broken, maybe broken at one point and then becoming more beautiful, depending on how you want to look at it, it really takes emotional labor. It takes inner work. And very few people want to do it because it's hard. But when you do it, for those people who do it, it's a game changer, full stop. So my invitation this week, as we listen, as we connect with each other, is to drop the whole balance thing from your corporate or personal life vernacular vocabulary and challenge the people at work to lose it as well. Because I think it's a myth that needs to be shattered, just like we can't work from home. That needed to be shattered, and we did it. And I think the next one is less and this myth that we're striving for some work-life balance, but rather let's try to work on understanding ourselves so we can walk towards a sense of harmony, your sense of wah. 
Because when we have harmony like that, we're going to have some moments that are really intense and other moments that are a little bit, you know, not as intense, right? But they all wrap up together and make this beautiful music, which is called our life and our career. So I hope you'll take this invitation to start doing that, start doing the emotional labor work to really think about what does it mean to live in harmony as we hopefully transition here out of the pandemic and create a better tomorrow that works for all of us. So as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing and sharing the Kintsugi podcast with your friends and leaving a comment. In life, we're going to have moments. I believe our life is a collection of moments and what we do in those moments matters. Do we respond? Do we react? We're going to have some beautiful moments and we're going to have some tough ones. When you have a tough one, remember to come back to your breath, pause, breathe, reflect. You got this and we got you. And don't forget to have fun storming the castle. And I will talk with you next week. Until then, go ripple something worth rippling. <laughs>